I bring you greetings, brothers and sisters in SIBKL. What a joy, delight it is to connect with you like this. In fact, when Pastor Chu invited me over a year ago, I was really looking forward to us meeting you face to face, interacting, learning, sharing, and be a mutual support and encouragement towards one another. But unfortunately, with the CMCO that has happened, it is no longer possible. But be that as we thank God for technology, we can still connect like this. And so what a joy to be able to just share with you what God has placed on my heart in seasons and times like this, especially, friends, when we go into turbulent times. What do we do? How do you respond? And it's so critical for us to understand the heart, the purpose, design of God to encourage us along in our journey of faith. I just sense in my heart, I want to preach from Psalm 23, one of the greatest Psalms in Scripture, as we know, as David writes to us like this, living in turbulent times, overcoming anxiety, fear, and the future. So Psalm 23, reading from the NIV, right, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my hate with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There is prayer. Our Father, we thank and praise you with the privilege, O God, that we can connect with one another like this, O God, uh, over technology. And Lord, I pray that you'll take your word by your spirit inspired, O God. Speak and challenge us, ministers in a deep and a special manner, and cause us to respond to you, Father, I pray. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Well, one evening, the mother, before retiring to bed, said to the nine-year-old son, Son, could you go downstairs to the backyard? and get hold of the broom so I could sweep upstairs room here so you go to bed comfortably. Well, the son said to the mom, I'm scared of the dark. But the mother said, you know what, son, don't worry. Jesus is everywhere, both in broad, bright sunlight as well as in the dark. The son said, are you sure, mom? And the mother said, of course. And so the son gingerly walked downstairs, walked towards the back door, and then cracked open the door and then said, Jesus, could you pass to me the broom? You see, my friend, here's an example of a child that is going gripped by concern, anxiety, and fear. And likewise, friends, in this season of pandemic, as we all go through, not only Malaysia, all throughout the whole world, I know there's been periods of anxiety and concern and worry about what's it like? What's the future going to be like, isn't it? And it's natural, friends, in the midst of all these things, to experience dislocation, distress maybe, and sometimes a bit weighed down by the concerns and anxieties about the present as well as the future. So friends, you know, what has got this Psalm 23 say to us about this whole way of ministering to our needs, our concerns, our anxieties? The first thing, friends, you and I got to understand is a place of provision that God really makes it possible for us. And this place of provision is that God is our shepherd. He will meet all our needs in verse 1, where it tells us like this, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. You see, we shall not be in need. He comes through, breaks through powerfully to minister to our deeper needs, our anxieties, our concerns, whatsoever like this. Likewise, friends, you know what? Here, Apostle Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4 and in verse 19 like this, And my God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. 
Now see, it is not just out of His glorious riches, but according to His glorious riches, God wants to come and minister to us in a wonderful manner. In what way does He provide for us? He provides for us, friends, you know, firstly, in a whole area rest for our bodies. And so the first part of verse 2, right, David writes, He makes me lie down in green pastures. You see, He will really make sure that we will lie down, lie down to rest, lie down to be at peace, quiet before the Lord in the one. I know in the midst of a situation we're going through, we are stressed and distressed by the whole thing. But yet, you know, God comes through to ensure that we could really lie down and rest. This is, friends, you know what? The experience of Jesus with his disciples as well. Because Mark records in chapter 6, verse 31, Then, because so many people coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So Jesus knows as well, in the midst of demands and pressure, responsibilities, a work of ministry, of everything surrounding us, we are so pressurized that sometimes we find it hard to rest. And Jesus calls his disciples likewise, will you come aside? Take time off to rest because we all need this rest for our bodies. That is so important for you and I. Why? Because you and I know the Word of God tells us he gives his beloved sleep, as we know, so critical in a time like this as well. Secondly, friends, you know what? He provides refreshment for our spirits. Why? Because the second half of verse 2, David writes, He leads me beside quiet waters. Waters to refresh us, to renew us, to fill us, to empower us all over again. So that indeed, we as a people of God, friends, will know that freshness that comes from living God. In fact, you know what? This is what happens also to Peter when he was involved in John in healing this man who was crippled from birth there in beautiful gate in the temple in Jerusalem. And people astonished and shocked seeing this man now being totally healed by the power of God. And so when they gather around, Peter and John, together with this crippled beggar, now healed totally, completely. Peter used occasion to speak to them. And part of his sermon in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, tells us this. Repent them and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Times of refreshing may come from to renew us, refresh us, to regenerate, strengthen us in a wonderful manner. I think, friends, you know, sometimes God uses human agents to come to refresh our spirits. For example, Pastor Joe and I, a part of a group of seven or senior pastors or former senior pastors, we meet together once every six weeks, right, to let our hair down, although not much hair to let down nowadays. But we come to do four things. I say to them, we come together to be a real circle of friends. Secondly, a circle of mutual support and encouragement. Thirdly, a circle of accountability. And finally, a circle of partnership for the work of God's kingdom. But you know, friends, every time we get together, at the end of it all, I find my spirit so refreshed by these amazing brothers of, of same heart and mind about the work of God and the things of God. Like I believe prostitutes experience the same as well. And so I always look forward towards this time whereby refreshed, renewed in spirit in a wonderful manner. You know, friends, God does not come to give us rest for our bodies, refreshment for our spirits. He also comes to restore our souls. Why? Because the first part of verse 3, Right, David writes, he restores my soul. My soul is my feeling, my emotion. I think at times we feel disconnected. We are stretched. Sometimes we even feel lower and weighed down by the pressures and the problems around us. And sometimes, friends, if we're not careful, right, because of the season or loneliness or dryness, we may even feel depressed. 
and sometimes even some may entertain suicidal thoughts. And this way, friends, it is God we need to look to to know that He comes to restore our souls. So David says the same as well in Psalm 62 and in verse 1. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from Him. So it is God who steps in, who gives us rest, peace and quietness so that we can trust Him and look to Him every step of the way to know He is there with us. And this is a wonderful manner, friends, you and I can experience as a people of God. I remember, friends, two years ago, I was actually preaching in this Methodist church, Wesley Methodist City, I one. And uh, normally at the end of the service, I like to hang around, meet up with different people, share, encourage, and pray for one another like this. And then one of the persons brought to me, was brought to me by the sister, actually, and she said to Pastor Daniel, this is my brother, Jimmy. This is the first time he has stepped into a church. In fact, he just lost his wife. More than that, I found out that a few years before, he lost his son, his only son. And on top of that, he had actually a stroke. And so poor man has gone through a lot of challenges and problems in his life. And therefore, for the first time coming to church, I had the opportunity to meet him, privilege indeed to meet him. I said to Jimmy, you know what, you're very special. God will bring you right from Penang to come here and me from KO to come here. Out of seven billion people, we got a chance to meet together like this. What a joy, what a blessing, what a privilege, Jimmy. I said, no, Jimmy, God understands the grief and the pain, the struggles you're having. And God wants to step into your life to make a difference, Jimmy. So would you allow me to pray for you? Because he understands. Jimmy, not only pray for you, would you be willing to take the step of faith to trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? You know what he said? He said, okay, to the surprise, if not a shock of the sister, bringing him to church for the first time in his life. And friends, you know, that was my joy and huge privilege to lead him to trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. I forgot about that incident. And then just three weeks ago, what happens? The sister was trying to friendly contact me to want to thank me for what has happened to Jimmy's life. Why? Because three Sundays ago, Jimmy was baptized in the Wesley Baptist Church in City Awan. And here's a picture to show Jimmy's baptism. And here, Jimmy, you could see on his face, one of joy, one of, I believe, gratitude and thanksgiving to God. Why? Because I believe in the last two years, in the grief and the pain, Jimmy experienced rest for his body, refreshment for his spirit, but also restoration of his soul, that his emotion, his feeling has been connected by God in a wonderful manner. And that, my friends, you know what God wants to do for all of us in our lives. This place of provision that He has really offered to all of us like this. And here's a picture of Jamie's sister together, brother-in-law, uh, journeying with him together now from today on this, right in this faith adventure. And what a joy, what a delight it is to say, that's the kind of God, my friend, you and I have in the midst of uncertainty and worry, in the midst of pain and anxiety that we go through like this. But more than that, friends, you know what? There is that righteousness we must exhibit. Why? Because second half, verse 3, David writes, He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. See, this God, who is a God that is moral and upright, whatever He does and however He leads us, He wants to make sure that we're always walking in righteousness before Him, doing things right and pleasing before Him. Now, I know, my friends, in times like this that we're going through, there is sometimes a temptation for us to take shortcuts, for us to take the easy way out amongst the different things that we do. And here's a reminder to all of us, friends, if you're going to experience God's provision of rest, of refreshment, as well as restoration, 
that is needed to walk right. Do right before God. So that we always walk a life where there is nothing to hide. Because when there is nothing to hide, there is nothing to fear, nothing to lose, and nothing to prove. And it's an amazing thing, friends. God wants us to be led along like this in His place of provision for every one of us. Friends, you know, there is not only a place of provision that God offers to every one of us, but also there's a promise of protection. That in the midst of danger we go through, even great danger, there is no need for fear whatsoever. As in first part of verse 4, it tells us, Even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Whatever challenges, whatever kind of thing that is really coming against us, David could testify, I will fear no evil. Why is this a case? And likewise for you and I. Firstly, friends, it's because of God's presence in the life of David as much as of all of us. And so here in verse 4, David writes, For you are with me. Friends, you know, God's presence is with us all the time. And that's a privilege and that's a blessing for you and I as a people of God. That He is with us, in us, for us and around us. So that wherever we are, God is always there for each one of us, every step of the way. And this is a privilege of you and I as a people of God. We can only look to Him, turn to Him and seek Him for help and support in so many different ways. Not only friends of God's presence that David could testify, that is also God's protection. So David writes in verse 4, the last part of it, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, there is a rod of God and a staff of God. Now what is a rod for? As we all know, the rod is a ward of danger and evil. It is like, for example, in the case of the shepherd, warding off wolves that may come who don't attack the sheep, all right, to make sure that the sheep, they are kept safe in a wonderful manner. And that's what God does with us as well. Warding off evil and danger will come to attack us. Friends, more than that, there is also the staff of God. What is the purpose of the staff? It is to lead, to guide, to direct us. And in the case of, for example, sheep that has fallen into the drain, the shepherd used the staff to retrieve the sheep out from the drain. And that's what God does with us likewise. He will lead, He will guide, He will direct us, He will retrieve us when we have fallen off or gone off the rails. Why? Because His purpose is always for our good and for our very best, really. So what is it you're going through, my friend? That God comes to to let us know that there is His presence. There is also His protection. But more than that, my friends, there is also God's provision. Why? In the first part of verse 5, David writes, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You see, friends, the reality is this. If we're surrounded by enemies, we would never be able to eat in peace, in quiet, isn't it? Because surrounded right, by all kinds of opposing forces, we'll be in fear. There will be no peace to eat at all. And yet, amazingly, friends, you know what David says to us? In spite of all the forces right, pressurizing us and make it really tough and difficult for us to be at peace, God still breaks through to offer provision for each and every one of us in all the challenges and pressures that we're going through in life, even right now. My friends and I think of this brother Tan Boon actually in DUMC. What happens was he was taken down with COVID-19 and warded initially at a private medical center. And soon after that, he was rushed off to the Sungai Hospital. And you know what? There was Tan Boon battling for his life in Sungai Hospital. In fact, he really holds the record of being the longest patient in ICU and isolation ward. More than 50 days there. I believe you know what, friends? 
God's hand was upon him because as he was battling for his life, in fact, the first report that came up right from the hospital tells us that it was really, friends, you know, touch and go. He was literally battling for his life. In fact, I showed this report to Pastor Philip then. He was likewise deeply, deeply concerned about whether he will be able to pull through. But you know, friends, many people prayed for him, many cell members, many in church, plus Okofs, or the other churches, and even some of you possibly praying for him like crazy. And praise be to God, he was able to pull through in a wonderful manner. All right. And as a result of that, we begin to see wonderful progress taking place. And here's a picture of Tambun struggling, resting for his life. And then by the grace of God, after a few weeks later, he made progress in a powerful, because we all know, friends, this particular strain of the virus attacks a major part of your organs, of your body. It attacks, for example, the lungs, the heart, even the kidneys. In fact, Tambun's kidneys was failing. And by the grace of God, that somehow we notice, friends, God was able to literally resurrect it and brought it back to life in a powerful manner. And so here, Stambun, finally recovering, was able to walk around in his isolation ward, although no doubt like, like this. But eventually, friends, you know what? Tambun was finally released. And here's him, therefore, exercising, of course, to make sure that every part of his body is a really good fit. But the amazing thing is this, friends. Tambun today suffers no ill effects whatsoever of this COVID-19. This amazing grace of God. And that's how God breaks through, friends, you know what? In His wonderful right, presence, in His protection, as well as provision in Tambun's life, as it is in the lives, I believe, of many of us when we turn to Him. But you know what, friends? More than that, we find that Tambun has been blessed by God with a great family, a wonderful wife, as well as two great children that God has blessed him with. So you see, friends, the hand of God upon his life, every step of the way that we see, Friends, we celebrate and we give thanks and praise to God. And so that's why, friends, you know, in this promise of protection, there is also finally the anointing of God upon all our lives. And so here at the end of verse 5, David writes, You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Friends, and that's the kind of God we have. A God who comes who releases oil of anointing, which is his hand of protection, of favor, of grace, of goodness upon our lives. As much as, for example, Prophet Samuel came to anoint David with oil long before he became king. And David, I believe, could testify at the end of it all how God's grace and God's blessings overflow. Indeed, his cup overflows. That's the kind of God, friends, who want to come through right now for each and every one of us. I think of this man working in a sawmill in the midst of economic downturn, the boss one day came up to him and said, you know, my friend, as from tomorrow onwards, you're retrenched. He was really devastated, right? Really heartbroken. Went back that evening, told the wife about it. Of course, the wife was really saddened by the news. And the wife turned to him and said to him, so now, what are you going to do about it? After a long, hard struggle, right? and uh, resting through about his future. He told her, well, you know what? We're going to mortgage the house, all right? I'm going to get on to do some work. And he said, you know, I used to work as a carpenter in my teenage years, so I've learned some skills about building and building houses. And that's what he did, my friends. Now he went into putting up buildings. And then someone else came along and saw his ability, all right, in putting up houses like this. And this man teamed up with him. Right, to begin to start building okay, motels 
low quality of hotels as it were like this. You know, friends, within five years, this man became a millionaire. And today, his hotel chain is one of the largest in the world. And the hotel chain is called the Holiday Inn. This man is Wallace Johnson. My friends, you know, here is this person who out of sure desperation cried out to God for help, for hope and for the future. And God intervened and gave him such wisdom to know what to do, how to make use of gifts, abilities that God has given to him to re-engineer himself and to move on in life in a wonderful man. And it was he also who placed a Bible in every room in Holiday Inn and he could possibly be the first one who set an example all hotels around the world today where you see Bibles in rooms that has been a great blessing and no people who have been helped and blessed to reading this Bible right in the rooms where they are staying in. You know friends, there's a kind of God who comes through in anointing us, in making sure that our cup overflows as David could testify. You know my friends, here is David coming through to tell us there's a place of provision from the Almighty God. There's a place of protection likewise from this great Almighty God of the universe. But there's finally, friends, you know what? The need for you and to practice His presence. Practicing this presence of God is so important. Do not this God is good, for example, here in the first part of verse 6, where David writes, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Now, why is it, my friends, goodness will follow us? It is simply because this God of ours is a good God. That's why goodness will follow us. And that's where, friends, you and I can walk out to trust Him who is good, who cares for us, who designs the very best for us, for our life, for our future. And this is so important, friends, as we know that because this God is good, my life is in good hands. I can trust Him about my life and even about how long I live. You know, friends, sometimes, you know what? We maybe nowadays go to the supermarket, we buy things back. And sometimes out of real concern for safety, uh, we wash every single item we bought from the supermarket before we put it away or put it into the fridge. And more than that, sometimes we even wash every ringgit note dry before we put away into our purse or our wallet. You know, friends, sometimes in a pandemic like this, we can become paranoid by the whole thing. That it has taken joy out of living. That we are gripped by anxiety, by fear, and by all kinds of worries. And you wonder sometimes, you know, this kind of things, if we allow it to grow and multiply, we could be depressed. We might even feel sometimes, what's the point of living anymore? There seems to be no way out for me. Friends, this is where you and I must know this God is good. And we walk in faith and never in fear, friends. This is so important in times like this. And that's how we overcome fear, to know this God is good. And that, friends, you know, it is He who designs the best for us, designs how long we live. Of course, we do take the necessary precautions. We don't throw caution to the wind. But beyond that, what else can we do but trust Him and walk in peace and enjoy, really? That's so important for all of us. Friends, you know, to not only to know this God is good, to know that His goodness and love will follow us all through life, as in verse 6, it tells us again, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. You see, this God has designed goodness and love to envelop us, to know that we're held, friends, you know, by the palm of His hand, to know that we can walk in peace, in safety and security. Allow me to share this personal all right, testimony. See, what happens was, in the last weekend of February, I was invited to speak at the Sarawak Pastors and Leaders Retreat 
there in Kuching. Actually, this was planned more than a year earlier. And so the last weekend, February, Doris and I, we flew over this year, flew over to speak in, in Kuching. You remember, my friends, uh, there's a pastor called Pastor David Chen who was taken up with COVID-19. And in fact, he was the first person in Malaysia to die from COVID-19 to the grief and sorrow, not only of his family, but to many of us who have come to know him and loved him. You're not friends. Pastor Deep was there throughout the whole retreat I was speaking, six sessions with one more thrown in. Actually, I don't know him, but near the end, I was told about him. And on the final night, as Pastor David was passing by me, I said, hi, David. Okay, good to meet you. All right, thanks for coming to this. And we chatted and talked just about two, three minutes. We didn't shake hands at all. And then you know what, when he came back, Within some five uh, weeks later, we were told he has been taken of COVID-19. And then the week after coming back, we decided to visit a cell group okay, in Bangsa, part of DMC cell group. So we visited the cell group. All right? And after the visit, a few days later, we were told a member of the cell group was taken down with COVID-19. And that member is Ejit Tanbun that I mentioned earlier on. You know, I told Doris, my goodness, this is getting too close for comfort. Just within two weeks, right, we got people with COVID-19 that uh, in our meetings. So I said, we better go and test. Of course, everybody else in the cell group, then Bangsa all went for a test. Besides Tan Boon, right, there is also Doris, my wife, as well as another sister in the cell group, tested positive. And so if you're tested positive, you know what? The Ministry of Health will soon send an ambulance to take you to the hospital. And so arrangements were made by the Ministry of Health to have uh, Doris taken to hospital. I want to really commend the Ministry of Health. They have really, really perfected the SOP so well that because when they come, they normally come at night. Because they come during daytime, it will create concern, if not alarm, in the midst of the neighborhood. So middle of the night, they came. And you know what? They were dressed in total white, right? white suit, white gloves, white shoes, not only a face mask, as well as a face shield, covering them totally, completely. And so what happens was when they arrived, I took Doris's staff, walked towards the ambulance, placed it inside the ambulance. But you know, these two, right, really like spacemen. They looked at me. I mean, here's this Chinaman, right, a T-shirt on, shorts on, no mask, no nothing whatsoever. They were both shocked to see, my goodness, what is this? What is this happening? I know I told you, suppose Pastor Chu as well as Pastor Philip Lin, they were both shocked themselves. My goodness, Daniel, what is it about you? Well, I say, you know what? Something is about God. It is surely His goodness and His love will follow me. We indeed want to follow all His children for the days of our lives. Friends, of course, as I said, we should take the necessary precautions in terms of health, in terms of all the SOPs. But beyond that, what else can we do but to trust Him? To know He's a God who is good, who loves us, who cares for us, who wants to pour His level best upon us because He designs for us what is really the best. And friends, you know, this is where you can walk in peace, in quiet, in confidence, in security, in living God. Not only, friends, you know what? To know this God is good, to know His love and His goodness will follow us all through life. But there's one final thing as we practice His presence, which is desiring to worship God in His house with His people. Why, the last part of verse 6, that's how David writes. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, David longs to be in God's house. What is the purpose? So they can worship Him, honor Him, adore Him, magnify His holy name. And that, my friends, should be your desire, my desire. 
to gather God's house and worship. Why? Because when we gather in worship, friends, we put God at the center. And when we put God at the center, we see everything correctly. Once God is off-center, we see everything wrong. That's the reality, friends. That's why worship is so important and so powerful. And that's why gathering together in worship, I know it's not possible right now gathering together in the house of God in church likewise. But we can gather over Zoom or over the internet, over whatever matter form, right? Whether it's a big church, right, on worship in a weekend or in our cell groups. I want to encourage you, all right, really urge you and challenge you. Everyone should belong to a cell group whereby we can continue to meet weekly, to interact, to share, to talk, whereby there's a time to focus on God and to help God, to allow God to reorder our really priority, our focus in life, which is, I think, so, so important for all of us. Let me close with this example. About two months ago, I was invited up to Penang to preach at the Georgetown Baptist Church. And so Saturday afternoon, I flew up next morning preach and then flew back the Sunday afternoon. But Sunday morning, I got up early. I said, I need to go to the gym to do good workout. And so I had a wonderful time, workout in the gym, then we'll come back to our room, wash up, have quick breakfast, get ready to do, and dash off to the church to preach. So after my workout, I went to the lady at the counter who is overseeing the gym. I said, thank you very much for taking good care of this gym that we as hotel guests can make use of. Really appreciate that. By the way, what's your name? And she said, my name, Guy Thierry. I said, good to meet you, Guy Thierry. You know, Guy Thierry, my name is Daniel Ho. I'm a pastor for Kuala Lumpur. And you're very special. Out of seven billion people, God take a pastor meet you here in this very place. You know, my friends, the moment I said I'm a pastor, she started to, to tear, started to cry, actually. So I shared with her about really Jesus and the gospel. And of course, I struggled because she was not so good English. I struggled in my pastor to share with her. And you know, friends, eventually, I challenged her to open her heart to Jesus because I said, Jesus wants to step into life and make a difference. And she agreed. And so I led her, all right, in prayer and behalf of the trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. And after my prayer, she even took my hand and put it on her head and asked me for more prayer, more blessings. I said, well, very smart lady. Then at the end, I said to Gayatiri, tell me a little bit about yourself. She said, actually, I'm 41 years old. I worked in this hotel for the last 10 years. I married actually with eight children. My eldest is 24, my youngest is 11. I would say, what about your husband? Well, she said, you know, my husband is actually in prison. I said, why? Because of drugs. And uh, not only that, he has been so irresponsible and at times actually violent that I've decided to drop him, to really give up on him. And so I have to work really hard to support the family. And not only that, sir, after this, I'm dashing off after my work to take on another job in the evening so that I can hold my family together. I've been a single mother. It's been hard and difficult, but I press on no matter what. I say, Guy TV, you know what? God sees the struggles and the pains that you're experiencing in your life. And God wants to step in and make a difference in your life. Guy Thierry, you know, would you give me your contact? All right, I'll take it back. I'll contact a pastor friend of mine here in Penang, and then they will follow. Is it okay? She said, yeah, sure. You know, when I flew back the next day or so, I called up my good friend, Pastor Sam Surendran, pastoring a great church, Excel Point Community Church. I said, Sam, could you send one or two of your guys to go and follow up? Indeed, he sprang right into action. And so, full up Guy Thierry and helped her 
and do all that is possible to make sure that she is taken good care of. You know, friends, this was the first time Gaiti ever met a pastor in Penang here with a daughter. And what joy, what blessing, what a privilege. More than that, that Sunday after that, she came to church for the first time in her life. And so, friends, you know, for Gai Tiri, she has finally found a family, found a home forever and ever in the presence of God and with God's people. You know, friends, sometimes we think we are bad. But can I say, there are many more outside there, right, who are struggling. They may even look good on the outside, maybe even smooth or suave or sophisticated, but friends, you'll never know what is on the inside. Wounds and pains, fears and uncertainties, anxieties, depression, even maybe suicidal thoughts or tendencies towards that. Friends, you know, you and I as a people of God, we've got to reach out and share and make Jesus known because it is in times like this, in the midst of turbulence and uncertainties, friends, you and I can offer hope and help to many around us. I want to urge you and challenge you, my friends, let's all do it. So there'll be great celebration, not only on earth, but great celebration, even greater one in heaven, my friends, because that one thing you and I cannot do in heaven, which we can do on earth, instead of sharing Jesus. So let's go all out, friends, because then one day in heaven, many will come up to us and thank us really that I'm here because of you, my brother, my sister, my friends. And so let's all do it, friends, so that together with the many around who have yet to know Jesus, they too will find peace and assurance. They too can overcome their anxiety, their fear, and the word about the future. Because whilst we don't know what the future holds, you and I know as God's people, it is God who holds the future. So if I want to pray right now for all of us, asking God to minister to us in a wonderful manner. Shall we pray? Maybe for those who are watching online, you might have not known Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if it's the case, I want to extend this invitation for you to trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. I want to assure you, in fact, guarantee this is the best thing that ever happened to you in your life when you take that step of faith if you do not yet know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So if you like to, will you follow after me in your heart this prayer as I lead you in this prayer? Lord Jesus Christ, I thank and praise you for your love for me. Lord Jesus, I want to say that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Come right now into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Take control of my life. Fill me with your goodness, your love, your peace and your joy. Enable me from today onwards to live as a child of yours. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to pray for all of us. Father, I want to pray for all my brothers and sisters, oh God, in this great church, SIBKL. Thank you for every one of them. Your blessing upon their lives all these years, the way we have led and guided them. But also, oh God, I pray that in midst of challenging times like this, Lord, I pray that you give us peace and assurance. Lord God, we want to look to you to know you are a God who will provide for all our needs, giving us rest for our bodies, refreshment for our spirits, as well as restoration for our souls. To know you are a God who has promised to protect us because of your presence, because of your power and your provision wonderfully. And because our Father, O oh God, you are a God whereby your love and your goodness will follow us all the days of our lives. So feel as Father, I pray with your peace, your love, your joy. We can walk in confidence, in faith and not in fear. So that whatever the future holds, we know who holds the future. It is you who holds our future. So we look to, we trust you. And Lord, I pray, Father, that we will all be sensitive 
about one another, oh God, within the body of Christ. That there are those who might be feeling low, who might sometimes even be weighed down, weary, sometimes even maybe even depressed. Lord, I pray we'll be there available. We'll constantly connect with one another to make sure that we're doing okay, Father, I pray. There will always be mutual support and encouragement towards one another and to help us to keep on focusing on you, Lord Jesus Christ. Because in you, there is always security, certainty, peace and joy. So bless all my brothers and sisters, Father, I pray, and together we journey, more than journey together, that we also reach out and share Jesus with so many, many who are living in this times of uncertainty without God. Indeed, there is great confusion and fear about the future. Help us to reach out and share Jesus and draw many in so there will be great celebration both on earth as it is in heaven. We give you praise and thanks for all this, Father, I pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. God bless all of you, SIBKL. What a joy, privilege to be able to connect with you like this online. And for those of you who prayed the prayer just now to trust in Christ as Lord and Savior, will you get in touch with the church? They would love to follow you and help you be part of God's family in SIBKL as well. God bless you richly. Have a great day and a great week ahead. God bless.